This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Yeah, that's Evil Knievel. Why are you asking, why on earth are we playing Evil Knievel? Because I was throwing it out there to our listeners earlier on. What are some of the wow moments? You know, wow, as in Gussie would do. Gussie Gould, the wow moment. Is it wow? Yeah. Wow. I know. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, well, Evil Knievel was very much a, a wow character. And, you know, no longer with us. Um, died a number of years ago. But uh, the things that he would attempt... Grand Canyon type jumps, but that Caesar's Palace jump, I was just doing a bit of research there. And I did see Evil Knievel somewhere and I don't know where it was. I, I'm i hazarding a guess it may have been at a Royal Easter show, but I can't guarantee that was right. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Maybe I was just dreaming it. But he was actually in Vegas um, to watch a fight. Uh, Dick Tiger, uh, watching him fight to defend his um, light heavyweight world titles. Uh, that was back in 1967. And while he was there, Evil Knievel, he saw the fountains at Caesar's Palace. And as you do, he thought, you know what? I should jump those fountains. I haven't been to Caesar's Palace. I haven't been to Vegas. Um, so then he he, he he made a whole lot of fish, fictitious stuff up. He called himself a corporation, Evil Knievel, and he was trying to get the uh, get the ear or a sit down with the, the boss of the casino. Um and the, he created all sorts of sort of, well, white lies, you know, claiming to be from an American broadcasting ABC and Sports Illustrated. And then he had all these lawyers that he lined up. I've just been reading all this in, in the break uh, to get a seat, to sit down with the casino boss. And eventually he did. Um, and they agreed. Yeah, OK, go for it. Go for it. Do your best. Anyway, he was he was a bit nuts, I think, evil Knievel. But there you are. That's a wow moment. Uh, we're talking motorsport, and, and I've got to say, I reckon a lot of these drivers uh, around there, they're averaging about 160 clicks an hour, top speeds up around the 300. There's a couple of them now down Conrad Strait. Uh, and anyone that gets in a V8 supercar at this sort of pace or Formula One, I think you've got to have a, you've got a few nuts in your head, right? A few screws loose, I would have thought. Matty White is uh, joining us. Uh, on the line, and very, very shortly, he's in the car. I'm not saying Matty White's got a screw loose, by the way. I don't, not at all. Uh, you can tune into Matty White too. Mornings, Monday to Friday, here on SEN 1170. Uh, in a couple of weeks, though, you won't be able to because I'm actually filling in for Matty White during the morning. So he must be taking a break, a well earned break as well, because he is as busy as a bee with uh, you know what. He's uh, been across uh, many, many, many. Um, V8s and, and Bathurst 1000s in his time um, as a broadcaster. So we're very fortunate to be able to have a chat to him. But as I say, he's in his car and he's uh, putting on his other hat at the moment. He's uh, going out to the SCG, going out there to uh, to call some cricket for us. Busy man, 
knowledgeable man and a very, very astute man and, and great sports broadcaster. Matty White is in his car being chauffeur-driven to the SCG. Good afternoon, sir. Hello, mate. I've actually just pulled up at the car park as we speak, so I found myself a slot. Uh, the James, the chauffeur, didn't have to uh, <laughs> didn't have to pull out the stops today. I, I drove myself. Oh, good, great stuff, mate. Thanks for taking <laughs> a bit of time out. I know, I know it's busy, and, and this is. Uh, I imagine you know you've got to work. We've all got to work, and you, you love what you're about to do out there at the SCG, calling the cricket. But you probably, if you're honest, you'd probably like to be sitting at home with a, a few cold <laughs> beers watching this, wouldn't you, at the mountain? Yeah, there seems to be a, a really weird thing with me. I've, you know, all the years that I've worked on the coverage and commentated the race, when I do get a year where I'm, I'm not involved in it for one reason or another, yeah. um, I end up getting other stuff uh, thrown in front of me and I hardly get the chance to actually view yeah. it as a viewer, if you know what I mean. So, And yeah. that's, that's played out again today. So I've had a pretty busy day, but I've done the ultimate, you know, made sure I was there for the start. Had mm. to race out and do some stuff, put up some Christmas lights, took my phone with me, had my iPad on um, left, right and centre while I was doing some research for tonight. And um, then I've just spent the last 30 odd minutes in the car listening to you talk to Brooksy, actually. So I got my full, full basketball download as well, which is good. But I have no idea what's happened at the mountain in the last 20 or 30 minutes. Well, Holdsworth is leading. Um, Luff yep. is in second place. Van Gisbergen is in third. Uh, and we've got 59 laps to go. Um, yep. okay. and, and as you know, yesterday, what Chaz Mostert did, I mean, that was quite, quite remarkable. I was talking to Matt McKeldin earlier on. I don't know if you caught any of that. He, he had a crash, pretty serious crash yesterday. Matt McKeldin, um, host of the driver's oh. seat here. Yeah. He's all right. Busted his shoulder. He's just sent me through uh, some vision of the crash and he's, he's lucky to be bloody talking. He's up on the mountain with the sponsors now though. He's all right. He's putting some ice on it. <laughs> so 50, 58 laps to go. Um, but it was quite remarkable, Mostert, what he did yesterday, given the, um, given the demons that he's faced in, in previous years on the mountain. Well, he's had the ultimate highs and lows, hasn't he? And, um, you know, what he did yesterday and what they've been doing today with that car and what Lee's been doing as the co-driver is showing that the one thing, the first thing you absolutely need when you go to Bathurst is pace. You need speed to win that race. Now, it sounds like a weird thing, um, because it's a thousand kilometres, it's 161 laps, and all sorts of stuff can happen. But at the end of the day, when push comes to shove in 59 laps time, you need a fast car. Now they've shown that they've got a very fast car up there that can handle all the conditions. I don't know if you saw the tyre that delaminated while Chaz was in the car, and I thought mm. that was catastrophe. But what pace gave them in that scenario was a buffer. So he didn't lose too much time. Uh, I think he had about a 12 or 13 second lead at the time when the rear tyre started to go off. And instead of um, pushing it, pushing it, he just backed off coming down Conrod straight and, and made sure that he got back into the pits. The thing didn't blow on him. He didn't end up in the wall. So th that's where you start to see the, the true pace of a car play its benefits on race day. When things go wrong, you've still got a bit of a buffer to make them go right. At the back end of the day, assuming everything's still going to be nice and straight for them, they will know that they've got a very fast car and Chaz will be uh, in the seat for that one. So that's number one, and they certainly show that. I mean, his lap on uh, for the uh, pole position in, on the, in the shootout was just extraordinary. I, I've seen and commentated some laps up there. You don't do a time like that, Chris, unless you are willing to put it into the fence at every turn. Mm. Like, that's the, that's the reality of what he did. Sure, fast car, he gets it, he understands Bathurst, he knows the track, but 
you still have to be on that razor's edge every single every single turn on that six point two one three kilometres of the circuit. So mm. that one is is right up there with the very best you'll see. Well, Lee Holdsworth is at the wheel now, so Chaz is having a break, and and they are leading uh, with fifty seven laps to go. Van Gisbergen uh, is in second place, so he is at at the wheel. Uh, Van Gisbergen. I guess what the fairy tale would be, and it's probably un- unrealistic in in some respects, um, would be Jamie Wincup and and Craig Lowndes and uh, Wincup. There, as we speak, Wincup's driving in in fifth position. Um, but it would be the ultimate fairy tale, wouldn't it, for for Jamie to to go out of full time racing with a Bathurst win. Yeah, and a great way for the team to to tick off a number of things too. Jamie's retiring from full-time driving, as you said. He'll still be at Bathurst next year. He's taking over ownership of the team. Roland Dane has been in charge of that team and has owned that team for a long time. Jamie, as of next year, will basically take over Roland's gig. So they're saying goodbye to one of the most, uh, well, the most winningest driver the sport has ever seen and one of the most influential owners that the sport has ever seen as well. So as long as they're in the top five and they're still there and their pace is still there, this is where you can't count Red Bull out at all. And I'm still of the opinion that Shane Van Gisbergen and Garth, Garth's now done his job, um, are the car to beat. Because whilst there's genuine raw pace in the Mostert Holdsworth car, you still have to use a lot of fuel to get that pace. Um, that they, they, they just haven't arrived all of a sudden at Disneyland and found the magic mixture. Oh. Otherwise, they would have won every race. So you still have to use a lot of fuel, and Red Bull are very good at playing a long game. So I, I would expect Red Bull, as long as there's enough um, with Jamie to play with at the back end of the race, I'd expect Red Bull, especially Van Gisbergen's car, car 888 this weekend, normally 97, to be right there at the death of this one. So... There's still a heck of a lot to play out. So, like I mentioned, race speed is one thing. You've got to have it, and they've got Mm. that. The other thing that you've got to have is a really good strategy and the ability to be able to make sure that you know how to use the fuel that you've got. And the third thing, and one of the key things, is the co-driver. Now, Mm. Lee Holdsworth's done an amazing job. Garth Tander's done an excellent job. Lounsey's been there or thereabouts, and now it's back up to the main drivers as well. So... All the pieces start to fall in place over the next well, probably two hours. Mm. Everything's got to fall into place, doesn't it, um, Maddie? <laughs> you know, your planets have got to align. Every single thing has to has to really go your way, doesn't it, for you to come out victorious? And it doesn't take much for for all that to go kaput. Well, that's the key. That's the thing about Bathurst. So you can go up there with everything everything um, that you want sorted. You could have all the preparation done no matter what, you can still have a super fast car and then something will come out of left field. I mean, who would have seen Chaz Mostert's rear tyre starting to delaminate? Now, there'll be a reason why that happened, but you just don't know what's going to happen around the corner. So whilst you might think that you've got everything falling your way, I don't reckon I've ever spoken to a driver in pit lane who said, you know what, on lap 158, Mm. we knew we had it. They only know they've got it once they crawl across the finish line on lap 161, mm. more than likely with, you know, less than a can of Coke's worth of fuel in the bottom of the bag. Well, yeah. And they sort of cough and splatter their way their way across there. So you're right. You can be as prepared as you want. And, and at a normal racetrack, that'll probably get you up towards the top end. But this isn't a normal racetrack, and it's not a normal race. So you've got to be prepared for the variables which are going to come your way. And you just hope, mate, 
you hope that they don't take you out completely. Well, can I... As long as you're on the lead lap at the back end, you're still in with a shot. You talk about preparing for the variables and things can come out of left field, right? There's a safety car out there now, Matty, as we speak. You know why? Yes. Do you know why? Hit me with it. There's it's, not echid- not, it's not a beach umbrella. No, an echidna. An echidna. Well, there you go. On the track. There, there you go. There, mate, that says it all. You, you, don't, want to, day, you don't want to puncture your tyres, so... <laughs> <laughs> or hurt the echidna. Oh, well, dear. the other day there was, a, there was a beach umbrella that blew across into the chase during one of yeah. the support categories, and I was sitting there thinking, now I've seen everything, but I don't reckon I've seen a beach umbrella stop a race before. And I can guarantee you I've never seen an echidna no. stop a race before or send the safety car out. So no. there you go. Find me somewhere in anybody's book that had, right, checklist for Bathurst, <laughs> fuel, driver, car, strategy, uh, uh, beware of echidnas. <laughs> I, think <laughs> it, I think it was an echidna. I don't know the difference, to be honest, with that and a porcupine. Spiky, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's saying safety car, and they're shooting. They're showing me this echidna, so I can only assume I'm, I'm, I'm joining the dots here A to B. You've been around motorsport for years, Maddie. Uh, you've been on the mountain for years. You saw a lot of Peter Brock as well, nine-time champ, um, and, and he was the and is the king of the mountain. What If I asked you what would be your best Bathurst performance, what would it be? Which, who would it be and what year do you think? Oh, look, I can't go past, and, and, you know, Brocky was quite clearly the king of the mountain for so many reasons. And you talk, I, I often talk about drivers that just get the place, that understand the place. Now, he um, did have an affinity with it. I've spent many, many, many times sitting down with Craig Lowndes talking about what Brocky meant to him. And so often Craig will relay the story about Peter would sit there and, and just off the top of his head, go through every single part of Bathurst. And that's how Craig Lowndes learnt Bathurst, by Peter Brock telling him, mm. you know what, when you get up to the top, you want to be here mm. underneath this part of the bridge and you want to be over there. And it took Lounsey a few goes, obviously, to get it like everybody else. So Brock was absolutely amazing. And what he did up there across so many years was incredible. But one of my favourite memories, um, especially from the commentary box, mate, was in 2003, the lap of the gods, Greg Mm. Murphy's shootout lap. Um, Neil Crompton and I were side by side in the commentary box. It it, It just all came down to that incredible moment. Now, moments in footy, happen really quickly, don't they? And and moments in most sports happen really quickly. This one takes over a couple of minutes. It goes over so many quite literally undulations and and all sorts of bumps and turns and weirdness along the way. But the lap that Murph pieced together that day had all the hallmarks of greatness from the start to the end, and it built towards it. And I, I just felt that at that moment, we could understand, I think, personally, I could understand probably for the first time, what was really going to occur in front of us. Because in motorsport, you don't really know until it happens. Mm. So that lap built and built and built, and it was a lap like no other, that nobody had ever seen before. The entire pit lane came out as Murph went back down pit lane the opposite way after the shootout. They all came out. He swung his door open. They were applauding. They knew that they'd seen something very special. And Mm. now we see times like that over and over again. But the lap of the gods for me um, was one of the incredible, certainly the, the incredible moment from the commentary box. And I, I said in the commentary, and I still don't know why, I said he has released the shackles from car 51 and gone straight to the top of the Bob Jane uh, T-Marts 1000. And Murph said to me years later, he said, 
where did release the shackles come from? I said, mm-hmm. bugger if I know, mate. But it just felt to me like that car had broken free like nobody else had seen on that mountain. Wow. Mate, lovely to talk to you. I'll quickly talk a bit of quick. But that, just back on that echidna, I've just seen another replay here, mate. Have you, did you used to play, mm-hmm. you're about my age, um, Frogger? Yeah. You know, Frogger, we got to cross yeah. the right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, <laughs> picture the echidna going across. Con- yeah. Conrod straight made it. With about twelve or eight or fourteen cars passing him, and almost went under the middle of one oh, of them, and got to the other side. Oh, 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 Poor little fella. Well, there's 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 your news item tonight. That what that does though, in terms of the race, is it compresses the field. If the safety car has been out there, that compresses the field. So if Lee if Lee Holdsworth and Kaz, uh, Chaz Mostert's car had a ten or fifteen second lead. That lead's now evaporated, which means that Van Gisbergen's going to be right on their tail. Van, he's up on top now, Van Gisbergen. Mostert second, Wind Cup go. third. There you go. Hey, uh, you're out to the cricket. You're there already. I bet you're excited about the big bash coming up. It's going to be cricket, 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 non-stop cricket. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It's going to be great. And look, uh, there's a, I mean, it, there's a few clouds around, but I reckon we'll get through the night. Um, I hope okay. so. There's some storylines in this you know, can can the Sixers make it a three-peat? Melbourne Stars, they've got all the stars, but they've never had the trophy. Yeah. Sean Abbott's a really good story. I found out this today. Sean Abbott's mm-hmm. going to play tonight. Now, we thought that he was going to be unavailable because he's up there as part of the Australia A squad, but his partner is due to give birth any minute. Right. So he's, he's quite literally had to come back to be part of that. And while he's here, he said, well, I'll play. So I was told today that the team manager will have his phone um, throughout the course of the match. And if he gets the call, he'll be going. So that could happen tonight. All right. All right, mate. I appreciate it, Matty. Um, and you're on mornings next week coming up, but then you take a week off, don't you? Because I'm filling in. So where? what are you doing? Well, mate, I, I've i got Monday and Tuesday to finish off my year. Then the Ashes kick in. Uh, and then I'll be, I'll be coming on back and starting afresh at the start of next year. Well, it's been a great year, mate. I've enjoyed uh, all the morning. So um, enjoy the rest of, of what you're doing and, and, and have a good call tonight. Good on you, mate. Thanks. Great stuff. There is Matty White of Mornings here on SEN 1170. And uh, great to pick the brain of someone that's been there so many times out there at Bathurst. Um, and that safety car, yeah, it's still out there. So it is compressed the field, as, as Matty was pointing out there, um, because of a, well, not a porcupine, an echidna. I don't know if you saw it or if you have seen it. I'm, I'm not kidding you. How this echidna, and you know how slow they, do they crawl? They walk. How many legs have they got? I don't know. But it moved. they got four, have they? It moved across the track ever so slowly. And I don't know if a few of the drivers were swerving to, to miss it. I think others just didn't even know what it was. And it got there. It got from one side to the other without getting squished. So you just never, never know, do you, what's coming your way at the, the Bathurst 1000. Keep those text messages coming through. I'll get through as many as I can. Uh, before we do go off air, we're here until uh, till five o'clock. Oh uh, four five seven seven three six seven three six is the uh, the text line. Uh, Paramat says, "Love the track at Mount Panorama. Can highly recommend anyone to take the track at any time. Uh, respect the sixty k an hour. It's a challenge for you in the traditional directions. Um, stop, turn around, and do it in the reverse direction. Um, lots of fun." Paramat. Thank you, Paramat. Thanks for listening to the show as well. Uh, this one here, uh, <laughs> very good. Uh, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> Again, that's Paramat, Sports Central.